Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome back to the podcast Industry Tactics. My name is Friendly Rich. And today on the podcast, I speak with photographer uh, Lisa McIntosh, who's got this exciting book project coming up. It's called Music Makers, and it's coming out in the fall of 2017. She's photographed over 200 musicians from Toronto and uh, and abroad, and uh, it's a very exciting chat. We, you know, she's she's got a lot of stories. She's photographed everybody from Springsteen to Amanda Palmer, and uh, it's a very exciting chat. So prepare to be dazzled. She can't take a bad photo if she tried. Uh, check out her work, Lisa McIntosh. This is my talk with Lisa now. Lisa McIntosh. You sound great on that microphone, by the way. Awesome. Yeah. Welcome to my home. Thanks, Rich. Thanks for having me. Uh, industry tactics. You're not a musician by like definition. Would I would it be accurate in saying that? Or you music? You make music? You ukulele? Uh, ukulele. You ukulele? Yeah, but I don't consider myself a musician. You know, but yeah. I play around with the ukulele and I love it. It's fun. Yeah, and I and but I, I wanted to have you on this podcast. Not that this podcast needs to have only this or only that, but I mean, the past thirty some odd episodes have been digging into the weird, the bowels of, of music making with weirdo musicians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I wanted to have you on and chat with you because we've had so many incredible talks. We have. I've known you for a long while now. It seems how I don't know how long. I don't know how long either. But who cares? Yeah. But you've um, <laughs> but you've uh, you have photographed all sorts of interesting musicians. Subsequently, seeing them through a different lens and having all these interesting connections, and it's a fascinating thing what you do. It's been an amazing journey. So I want to talk about that and like how you came to that, um, how you came to taking pictures, <gasps> photographs, pictures. How I came to that from the beginning? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like what led you to, like when did you start fucking around with, with cameras? When I got, my first camera was a Polaroid camera that I got from my mom and dad for my 12th birthday. Yeah. And... I think my parents regretted it because I spent a shitload of their money on film. <laughs> okay. But I loved it. I had a Polaroid SX70. Oh, yeah. And it was the best. And I fell in love with it from that point on that I just, I photographed everything. Like oh, yeah. Anything I could point my camera at, I did. And then I got kind of tired of the Polaroid end of things and I wanted a real camera. So my uncle, who I just had lunch with two days ago. Oh, yeah? 
That's gifted nice. me my first film camera, which was a Canon one which hangs on a mannequin in my office. And that was the beginning. And that camera, he was a crime reporter for the Toronto Sun. Whoa. So when he handed me that camera, he said, this camera has seen some pretty fucking gruesome things. And I was kind of like, oh man, okay, well, here we go. Huh. And then I just started buying film and started photographing anything and everything. And how old are you around that time? When, when it, I was 16. Time? Oh, cool. Great. Yeah. Wait, wow. But I didn't carry on. Okay. I Then my path changed. I be, went from being this person who was completely in love with this camera and I went everywhere with it. Mm. It didn't leave my side. And then all of a sudden I started thinking that I would prefer to go out and drink. Mm -hmm. And then I started preferring to go out and get high. Mm. And then my camera took the back seat for a long time, for wow. a really, really long time, like years, because I, I had no interest in anything but partying. Okay. So I didn't pick up a camera again for a long time. And I just drank and had fun. And you're sober now. I am sober. August, I will be 19 years sober. 19 years sober. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And, and so... I have a funny story about that. Okay. Because my son said to me with this series that I'm working on... Called? Called... The Great Hall well, Series. Well, it used or... to be called The Great Hall Series. Okay. Now, as a book, it is called Music Makers, Portraits at the Great Hall. Okay. Um... It's fine. I don't see Great Hall. Well, in your contacts, perhaps you met one of these. Fuck you. Mark Foster Great Hall. Fuck off. Great Hall. Siri. Holy shit. Siri heard me asking Man, a question. Uh, this is now uh, welcome to the podcast. Sorry. Okay, That's... keep going. That's disturbing. That's very weird. She's never been on the podcast. Sorry. Welcome to the. Now we're putting her under a pillow. Suffocating. She's, sorry. She's hiding under a pillow. Um, so your son, you were saying, an interesting story. Asked me if I wish... Is this Mitch? Yes, Mitch. Shout out to Mitch. Shout Mitchie. out to Mitch, my first boy. If I wish that I had done this series when I was younger. He had asked you this. And I recently, knew the answer. Yeah, yeah, fairly recently. Okay. And what an interesting question. The, and I knew right away the answer to that was absolutely not because I would have blown it up. I would have blown it up. I but I wouldn't have, have fucked it up. I yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been able to have been professional. I would have probably wanted to sleep with half the people that I photographed. <laughs> I would have just been in the wrong mindset yeah. and I would have yeah. it it would like just being not professional is the first thing that comes to my mind. Wow. Wow. So the timing even though my you know I might be photographing four people in one day and my knees tell me oh my god like what the hell yeah you you're 52 years old and I have a hard time getting up sometimes <laughs> so if I was 20 and doing that I would have been in much probably much better shape but mentally not is this music makers series is this the is this the biggest thing you've ever done or like artistically that you've had your name and, and your, your work attached to yeah absolutely yeah wow well we're gonna talk about it but okay so the, ah that's so cool that that i don't know that that it comes to you at this point and and it's the right time it feels it's like absolutely right? the yeah. right time yeah um so you, you, you didn't photograph during those years of, of drinking and partying? No. And even when I got 
this, I, this is a second trip around being sober. Okay. Um, I knew that I had to kind of put the rest of my life together before I could pick up a camera again or do anything else again. Mm. And when I felt like I was ready, mm -hmm. then I had a car accident. That changed my life. Um, so I went from having this life where I was sober and I had a husband uh -huh. and I had two kids and I owned a home and I had a job that I absolutely loved and I worked in the Great Hall. Okay. And a year after having this accident yeah. and having surgery, my marriage ended. I lost my job. I had to sell my house and start all over again. But I stayed sober through all of that because I knew that that would be the worst thing to do is to pick up a drink. Wow. So I had to start all over again. And when I finally started feeling wow. well enough again, yeah. um, I had met someone else and we had just had our ninth wedding anniversary. Huh. Eighth, sorry. Oh my God, wow. sorry. <laughs> no one knows when this is coming out, right? Yeah, so okay. This is timeless, uh, um, so yes. And he bought me my first digital camera for Christmas. And I didn't know what to do with it. And I didn't know what I wanted to photograph and I didn't know what I was going to be good at photographing. I didn't want to just photograph anything. I really wanted to find out what it was that spoke to me. And I, and I had that moment and I'll probably remember it forever. And it was, I was at a restaurant, Grapefruit Moon, and there was this beautiful stone wall and my then son's girlfriend, now his wife, mm -hmm. was sitting in front of me and I pulled my camera out and I just started taking a few shots of her sitting there and I got home and looked at those pictures and that was my light bulb moment. It was people. Uh -huh. That was it. I knew that I had that I wanted to photograph people and I knew that I could do it well. Wow. For I'm just trying to digest all of this. I'm like Yeah. <laughs> you are one strong human. Well uh and you it sounds like you overcome and and just remained kind of positive through all of uh, Yeah, I had to. There was you know, no the only way to, was I had to keep going forward. I couldn't go back because I knew what was waiting yeah. if I went back. Right. And I, I can't do that. Yeah. So yeah. push forward. And I started photographing people and I started asking. And that word, ask, yeah. is the biggest word in my life. Because so. if I didn't ask people, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Because I wouldn't even have asked you if right. I could come and meet you and photograph you. Right, I, I now to come to think of it, I got a cold call email, and from I didn't you. know that you were friendly rich. Right, <laughs> I knew that you were Richard Marcella from Regent Park School of Music. Right, and then I and I googled okay. you, and I was like, oh my god! The day before the day... you came to photograph me, you were like, he's right, friendly rich. Right, right, right. And Mitch was the first person I called and said, remember that guy I'm going to photograph? Yeah, it's friendly rich, and he yeah. was like, oh my god. That's funny. He loves you. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, you did ask. You did cold cold call, and mm -hmm. that's part of the art in a way of what you do. Like you, you are fearlessly asking yeah. anyone you think you, you is interested in being photographed. Yeah. And, and and who has that helped you land? Like in terms of like the breadth of I know I know we're gonna get into the musicians, but even. I mean, who started kind of grabbing your eye? Like, why did you call me? Like, like the director of the Regent Park School of Music. I think. Why did that interest you, you know? I think it was because of the school 
right. then I found out you, how you were attached to that program. Okay. And I think that a big part of me, of who I am, is a volunteer. Yeah. And I always have been that way. Is um, that right? Yeah. Always. Like, I will put other people before me always, which isn't always a good thing because I've left myself behind a few times and I've had to go back and get me and catch up. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But it's really important for me, and I think it's because of my recovery, uh-huh. is that I have to give back. Uh, wow. So that was what I started doing. I started looking into... I started looking at things that made me feel good mm-hmm. and looking at the people that were involved with that and how I could help. Mm-hmm. So that began, you were the first person that I started to do that with. And then I kind of started traveling around to other places through there, Ronald McDonald House. Yeah. I reached out to them and okay. I just asked for a meeting. And now I go and photograph families at McMaster Hospital every month. Wow. Like people that have kids that are, some of them like really, really sick. Some of them don't make it. So it's, I've always said if I had to choose between doing a paid gig or doing a volunteer gig, the volunteer gig first, always, always. I love where you're at. And I probably, and I think that's also, if we go back to Mitch's question of, uh, the work that you're doing right now, you may not have been doing if you, you know, not necessarily, but like, you know, 20, 30 years ago, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's just, you're in this place now and, and exactly, just to say things like that, it's, yeah. you're I'm, in an interesting space, right? I'm in a, I'm yeah, in a totally space. great space. Yeah. Like I'm exactly yeah. where I'm supposed to be right yeah. now. Yeah. So asking yeah. is how it all unfolded. That little tiny word. Uh-huh. And it started out with Tom Wilson. Uh-huh. Yeah. When I first um, went onto Twitter. I had no idea. I thought Tom lived in Nashville for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I went on to Twitter one morning and I said, um, I tweeted out something like, next time you're in Toronto, I'd love to photograph you. Tom followed me, messaged me and said, meet me at the horseshoe two o'clock. Uh, and I was like, it was that fast. Oh, was... okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was at the Ronald McDonald house and I went over and sat in the horseshoe and that was the beginning of asking. Okay. And then I knew if I want to photograph somebody, I have to ask. And so many people are afraid to ask. Right. I can't believe how many people are afraid to ask. Like, I always think, what's the worst that can happen? Somebody can say, fuck off, or not reply at all. Right. Or they can say yes. Yeah. If I don't ask, I'll never know. I can't expect everybody to agree and say, of course I want to do this. Yes, I want you to photograph me. Right. Not everybody does. But Industry tactics right there in terms of being fearless and just going out there. Yeah. I think that's... A, that's, that's a, a muscle that I think kind of crosses over to any any yeah. art aspiring artist to find or expand your community, right? Yep. And, and now my community is huge. My God, <laughs> it's huge. There's 200 plus artists, musicians in this book that you're coming out with, right? 220. So over two and a half years. Over two and a half years, all shot in that room at the Great Hall, pretty much. Right? Yeah, like that's two, kind of what ties us together. Yeah, two rooms, but mostly all on the first floor in yeah. the conversation room. Okay. That's where I photographed almost everybody. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow. Uh, back at the place that you used to work at, so yeah. much kind of connection there for you. I history. Guess. Yeah. There's yes. so much history there for me. There's history. I actually, I, I write about it in the book because oh, yeah. I want, I wanted there to be a little bit of information about the actual history of the Great Hall. Okay. And then my history with the Great Hall. Uh-huh. So me working in that building in a totally different environment, yeah. working with at-risk youth. And that was a job that I loved. And then I had my accident and I lost that job. But I was doing street outreach at night with adults. I was working with kids during the day. Wow. And I was happier than I'd ever been. I loved that job so much. I did. I loved it. I loved it. It I never knew that. I never knew that. Do you talk about that in the book then? No, not not so much about that. But um, Fascinating. And my office was in that building. And I still remember it was 89 stairs to my office because I did those stairs so many times. I was in the best shape ever. Up, down, up, down, all day, right? Wow. But I was in that, I was working there when September 11th happened. Okay. And I was sitting in my office in the tower and I had no idea. Because mm. I, I had no... You were 89 steps up. Yeah. I was 89 <laughs> steps up working on my yeah. computer. And I came down and Queen Street was silent. Yeah. And I said, what's going on? Like, nobody was working. Everybody was staring at a television. And then we closed up. And But that's always, that's one of the memories I'll always have is of that day happening and going to pick up my son at daycare after I left work and just thinking, how did that happen? So I always connect that to that space. always remember that, that moment, but I had so many other great moments in there. Yeah. It's amazing what, you know, I want to talk a little bit about space and what ghosts in that. I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm just saying that the, these, these spaces that, that have like so much history, Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to get around all of the experiences that you've had in there mm-hmm. now this you know this book and this thing that connects us in it just it keeps deepening and deepening as it goes on yeah. right and i don't know about you but like that's that seems to be if you look at your book it's certainly the celebrating the artists that you're all connected and and connecting through this project but mm-hmm. it's also that venue right it's also oh, yeah. that, that, that space and what it represents it now in your life yeah i didn't and, realize you went that far back with it you know yeah and that's going back um 16 years ago yeah that i worked there but yeah, then i had I, so. I looked at like my parkdale connection too uh-huh. my parents met in parkdale my dad drove the queen street car whoa my grandparents lived in parkdale huh. So it goes back yeah, even further, yeah. right? I was, a, I was a, as a young kid going to Parkdale and going and hanging out with my grandmother and walking to the exhibition in the summertime. Like I have so many great memories. My dad was a bouncer at the Drake and at the Silver Dollar. Like, you know, there's wow, all this wow, stuff. Wow. So it was like coming home when I went back there to work. Um, and then when I stopped working and I left there, I had somebody contact me and say a band and said we wanted to hire you for a shoot where can we shoot and that was the first place I thought of was okay. the Great Hall because you thought you'd be able to have access to it I, I just thought I'm going to email the manager and say you know what's the, the cost same... here to yeah. come and, and shoot this band was that the same person that you would have known from back um, when you worked there or? no and um, he was okay. he was there later um, but I didn't really know him okay so I went in and I photographed this band and I was standing in the room and I just looked at the space and I thought, I need to do something here. I really need to do something here. And I went home after that shoot and I thought, there's so much going on here, but I never seem to know what's going on here at the hall, like events and concerts. And they were in the middle of going through all these things with their numbers, um, capacity and historical... um, 
significance of the building and right. all these changes. So is it I, a heritage building? It is a heritage building. Um, I I got back in touch with the manager and I said, um, I, have a, I have an idea. And he said, what's that? And I said, I think I really want to do a series here. Mm. If I do your social media, can I shoot here for free? So I took over their Twitter account and their Facebook account and started the series shooting in there for free. Industry tactics, listen up, man. This is a creative relationship Barter. built. Yeah. I loved Barter. Barter's yeah. the best. It was, it was perfect. It was great for both of us. And then with all the renovations that were happening at the hall to bring it to where it's at now, yeah. um, the, they had to hire a social media person because that's the point they were at. They had to have a person that was strictly 100% dedicating their time to doing the social media. It wasn't me. Right. So I thought that that was it. I thought that my time... The barter shooting, is over. The barter's not, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought this is, it's been a great ride. And that day, and I felt really sad. Because I thought, I, I think at that point I'd photographed 85 people, wow. which is still a lot. No doubt. And I was photographing Graham, um, I'm sorry, Bram Morrison from Sharon Lois and Bram. Okay. And I, was, I came in early because I'm always super early for everything. And my plan was to go in and thank the owner of the hall for letting me yeah. shoot this series. And I thought that that was the end. Uh -huh. Bram was late. And I was early and I got there and the owner was in the room that I shoot in. So I thought, oh, I can just thank him now. Yeah. So I walked up to him and he was with his construction manager. And I said, I just want to thank you for letting me shoot this series here. It's been great. And he looked at me and he said, what do you do? And I said, I'm a photographer. And he said, oh, and I said, do you know about the Great Hall series? And he shook his head, no. Huh? <laughs> so I opened up my phone and I started scrolling through the pictures and he didn't really know a lot of the people that yeah. are in the series, but right. his construction manager, Mark, knew everybody. Oh, wow. And they were, he was like, you've been shooting this here for how long? And when? I said, so I usually come in on Tuesdays. I'm here for a couple of hours. <laughs> That's messed up. It's and like, I, you've been in my house yeah, shooting this series yeah. and I've had no idea? So I said, but now I heard you've hired a social media person and I'm thinking maybe we're coming to an end and... Yeah. They both looked at me and they had a little chat amongst themselves and said, you keep shooting this series oh, and wow. we want you to keep going and you have our full support. Oh man, that's great. So I continued on. 205? Two, uh, 220. 220. 220 today. 220 <laughs> today as of whenever we are here. But I was officially morning. finished shooting the series yeah. a, a month ago, two months ago. Just a few surprises for the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And when's yeah. the book? So when's the book coming out? October? October 14th is yeah. our official launch. Yeah. And we are also hosting a kick-ass concert yeah. at the Great Hall that night. Makes I can't sense. disclose any information about that good, yet. Good, good. No, um, good. We'll, we'll, but uh, that is happening the same night as the book launch. We'll share the info as it as yeah. you unravel it. Yeah. And it's very exciting what you're doing. So... Who was one of the, some of the first artists that you had through there when it was officially part of the series? Because you had already, arguably, you got the call to go to the Great Hall by this band. Mm -hmm. So you were ar already photographing musicians and other humans, right, at that point? I was, but not, I don't think seriously. And not a whole lot. So they had and heard about this you, person this person knew me. Okay. This person knew me. Okay. So that makes sense. I think I was the only photographer yeah. he knew. And She's got a camera. Yeah. She takes great shots. Let's, Let's ask do it. her. Yeah, yeah. So... 
from that point on, once I started the series, the very first person that I asked if I could photograph him for the series yeah. was Jeff Jones, okay. who is the bass player for Burton Cummings wow. and um, right. Tom Cochran and the Carpet Frogs. And wow. I saw him wow. years and years ago because they played in the local dive that we drank in every okay. Thursday night. I hadn't seen him for years and I saw him at Massey Hall and I went up to him at the stage door and I said, I would really love to photograph you. Mm. I'm working on this series at the Great Hall. And he said, oh, great. Who's in it? And I said, nobody. <laughs> you. You're it. You'll be the first person. And he was gracious wow. enough that he said, yeah, I'll absolutely do it. And that was that. Like, he was the first person to come in. And it was a little slow at yeah. first, I yeah. think, because, you know, you tell people that you're working on this and they're like, do you have a website? I do have a website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they go and look at it and there's like four people. Yeah. But there I had to... was for you. you I, yeah. I mean, it's just the organic development of this oh. project, and, and and your work in general, your body of work has grown. It's one relationship, one photograph. Every photograph that you see there is a relationship that you've honed or that you've come across that yeah. you, that means something to you, and you see that absolutely. I um, and it's funny because I come back to when it started to really take off. I think when I hit about the hundred mark. And up to that point, I had no idea what I was going to do with this. Like I said earlier, my plan was to maybe yes. photograph 25 people, yeah. frame them, and have uh -huh. a little show. Right. And that was it. Right. So when yeah. I reached my 100th person, which was John Mann from Spirit of the West, which wow. was heartbreakingly beautiful. Wow. Um, he had just done his final show, which was a benefit at the Horseshoe for because wow. he'd announced right. his early onset Alzheimer's. Right, right. And that... Now that, I almost want to cry when I think about that yeah, session no because, and I'm not going to say too much about it because there is a written piece about it in the book. Mm -hmm. But his wife, Jill, said to me, how did you choose the people that you chose for this series? Mm -hmm. And at that point, I started having people's managers contacting me and saying, how do I get my client into your series? Yeah. And for me, that really... Um, it took away from the organic way that it had all unfolded. And I promised myself that I was gonna stay true to that path. And I did from beginning to end. Cool. I wanted it to be people that I was either drawn to yeah. or that I met through other people that I'd photographed. Like I really, I can't believe when I look back at it, the amount of work that went into making it all happen it wasn't just about going in and photographing people like i really had to follow people's schedules i had to i, I had to start following in them and i had to start building relationships with people to not just come out of the blue and they wouldn't know who i was most of the people when i did ask knew who i was or knew about the series had heard about it somehow um why musicians like what what draws you to to to, to that weirdo world i don't really know the answer to that mm. i just Maybe it was one, was starting with Tom. And I mean, I loved Junk House mm -hmm. when I was younger. Like they were one of yeah. the bands that I really loved. And there was uh, maybe just something about a musician. Uh -huh. And I've had people say, I've had people say, you know, you could have done a series of authors or... Right. And who and, knows, maybe I will. I was just going <laughs> to you beat me to it. But I think it was probably the tie-in of the hall because it was a music venue yeah. that it just made sense to me yeah. that I'm in a music venue I want people in here that make music and 
it's quite beautiful the storytelling that happens through each one of those photographs and the deep histories that come through each one of those photographs yeah right? I mean I've I, 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 did, I couldn't write a story about everybody because then the book would have been double the page count yeah. as it is already we're at 152 pages for the wow. book I could have doubled that if I'd written a piece about everybody but yeah. you know what honestly I couldn't write a piece about everybody because some people I had these great experiences with yeah. other people it was they come in and they were with me maybe 15 minutes yeah. and we may have had great conversation yeah. but to sit down and write something about it I don't know that I could a story income yeah moment or whatever yeah so I think out of everyone I think there are like 10 stories in the book beautiful and there's my story um, but I I really wanted the stories that I told mm -hmm. are not that they're the people are more important than anyone else that's in the book, but they were stories that really touched me. Yeah. And well, what you were just alluding to there, like the John Mann yeah. story. Yeah. When you read it in the book, yeah. is just like it was. Hmm. That answers the question of how I chose people and why I chose the people I did to photograph. That's yeah. the answer is there. Hmm. You know, and then yeah. I I write about my my day shooting Gowan. Yeah. And him saying, you photographing someone else today? And I say, yeah, Fred Penner. Uh -huh. Oh, my God. I haven't seen Fred in five years. Can I wait? And I said, he's coming in in three hours. And he waited. And we had a great afternoon. <laughs> and then wow. Fred came in and I write about that. Wow. So there's just, there's there's some great stories and there's great photographs. And I look at them. And like we said earlier, yeah. I know when I have that proof of that book in my hands, I'll probably cry like a baby. Yeah. Because it's almost three years of a lot of work. Yeah. It took a lot of work to do that. I mean, I was there almost every week. And sometimes I was photographing, you know, two, three, four, five people in one day. And then going home and editing right away because that's my thing. I don't let anything wait. I want to remember mm -hmm. when I photograph you, mm -hmm. I want to remember our conversation. I want to sit down and look at the pictures and see you laughing and go, oh, yeah, I remember why you were laughing in this shot mm. because we said something stupid. Or I said something and you thought it was really funny or whatever. Yeah. If I leave that for three weeks, I won't remember why you were laughing. When uh, I photographed 20 people since. Yeah. So it was really right, important right. for me to do that. And You've got a flow to how you do it. Exactly. Yeah. It's I, I shoot, I go home. You edit. I edit right away. And then that was the thing. Send people photos. Mm. And that was my thank you yeah. for doing that was to say... I'm going to photograph you for this wasn't a it wasn't a book at that point it was yeah. just a series yeah yeah but I want to photograph you and as a thank you I'm going to send you high res photos that you can use and I took a lot of fucking heat for that from some photographers yeah. okay because they were like you're giving away barter your work and right. I'm like you know what you got to mind your own business <laughs> because <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing this and I'm building this incredible piece of work here yeah that's history there's history there right in the right. building there's history with the people that are in this series Absolutely. and who cares if i'm saying here's 10 high-res images for you taking the time out and coming and spending it here with me and taking part in this thing that you don't even know what it's going to become funny it almost sounds like if you're going to bring it back to industry tactics and the music industry some people getting pissed off at others for you know redefining what an economic model might look like who cares yeah. like yeah fuck yeah. off it's none of your business that's right I'm, I'm actually this is there's a there's a different reason why i'm doing this and 
so be it. And, yeah. and actually, in the end, I think it's worth way more when you look at it and you do the long-term, you Absolutely. know what I mean, glance at it. Yeah. It's like, this has forget been... those non-believers of the A plus B equals C yeah. model, right? Which is just, you pay me for the photographs, which you, which you also do when you need to, right? Sure, I do. But, I have paid sessions for this as special, well. But for this special project, that was how you defined it. Yep. And grew it inevitably. Like, it's fascinating to me, and you're right, and I understand the sentiment of why another photographer gets pissed off at you, right? Mm -hmm. I get that. But in a way, you tapped into and found something at the core of it, or you would not have had 220 musicians. Say yes. Very busy, put time out of their day to make this happen, right? Yep, absolutely. And say yes, yeah. Yeah, I I, I really feel like I, I fell into all of it at the right time, the right genre, the time everything was just it was waiting for me yeah. and then i feel like i really did fall into it yeah, and then and then it and then it grew and it grew way larger than i ever ever dreamt it's so beautiful to hear people say that like a a project that starts from a love of a of an art form and engaging with humans uh turns into something that you, that yeah. you couldn't have imagined you like, know? like i awesome. i said from the very beginning that i have so much gratitude and i have to live my life that way yeah. i have to be grateful for everything yeah. And grateful for the people that took the time out to come and do that, but grateful for the conversations I had with people. I have heard things when people have left there, they've looked at me and said, I can't believe I just met you. I feel like I've known you forever. Yeah. I can't believe I told you that. <laughs> you know, we're yeah. in a conversation and I may be with that person 20 minutes, maybe half an hour. And I've been in there and cried with people. Yeah. Like, yeah. so personal. I, well, I think you're an excellent listener, and I think you understand people, and I think you you come at all of this, Lisa, and I, I and I asked the question, why musicians? But mm -hmm. I think you come at all of this from such a unique perspective, the life that you've lived, yeah. right? Um, are, and you know what? Are, yeah. If I can go back on that, because that just made me think. I remember when I was, I think it's when I was working in advertising. So I worked in advertising for 17 years. And As, I, I loved it when I drank. What, it was the what were best you doing? thing. I, I worked in media and creative. Oh. And it was, All right. and I loved it. It was a great environment for a drinking person. It was the best. My God, we had so much fun. Okay. <laughs> and then when I didn't drink anymore, it wasn't so much fun. Uh -huh. And I'm, I'm happy I had the time I did there. I met some amazing people that are still friends uh -huh. from all those years ago. But I went to the doing my outreach work after that. So it was good. It was a good time for me to leave and it was a great time for me to step into what I did but um oh now I totally lost where I was going with that um the life that you've lived and did <laughs> that trigger anything that seemed to be where you were going with it and now I lost it well you know it may come back well we're not going to edit so we could let's <laughs> sit here and uncomfortable silence the shit out of this thing okay until it comes hold on brace yourselves we're not going to cut to music here. <laughs> um, no, I was. I it'll it'll come. It'll back. come back it'll to come me. Back. Will it? Will it come back? I think so. It might. Fuck. It's okay. Piss. It was. Here's what I was going to ask you. Fuck going it, from advertising. Okay, so going from advertising. Yeah. To. This. Oh, I remember. See, it there didn't comes, take that long. Comes. Gentle listener, are yes, you, are you thank still you with for us? Waiting. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I used to say my dream job was to spend time with people, yeah. to hear their stories. But what job is that? Shit. Uh, taxi driver, barber, photographer. Amen. Barber photographer. I used to say that 
all the time. I didn't know how to make a living at that. And it's exactly what I'm doing. Cool. I'm hearing stories and yeah. I'm sharing stories. It's I mean, the listening bit, right? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. very open with yeah. people. Yeah. And I mean, I'll, I share that I'm sober and I've heard so many people say, shit, I'm sober too. Or I really want to get sober. Beautiful story when you came up to uh, the studio last summer when we were doing that record with Hoxley and Kevin. Oh, and, that and was so great. You started talking and there was that back and forth, back and forth. And the whole thing happened and you left. Yeah. And Kevin Bright comes up to me after and he goes, oh, damn, that was really super powerful when Lisa started talking about, you know, being sober mm-hmm. and her whole journey. And then, I, and then he goes, I wish I had known that before uh the photo session because he says something like you give a little more in a photo to someone knowing their story and Mm -hmm. not necessarily thinking that you're just there as a stranger like he said after you had shared that it kind of hit him with something that made it a little and i said well i was gonna send you a pre-read before lisa mcintosh fantastic <laughs> photographer came but you know what i mean like, yeah you're not gonna exactly brief people on an entire no. backstory but isn't that an inter- wasn't it's, that an interesting yeah, comment yeah you don't shake hands and say that like it took our Hi, conversation I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> exactly it took our conversation and the entire photo session to kind of go back and forth and get that out right? yeah and that was kind of neat I, I yeah and i it seems through this whole series that mm that's been that's been a part of my conversation with people and i think it's just me being i'm i'm an open book right i'm not i'm i have nothing to hold back and i don't tell the same story all the time like my sobriety is the same story it doesn't change it's Mm -hmm. my story but some people you just get a feeling from being with them and you know that that's where the conversation's going to go or it could just be totally something totally different Mm -hmm. but it's always been just it's flowed. I haven't had one, I didn't have one session through two and a half years that was uncomfortable. No? Nothing. That was going to be one of my questions. Who no. was like, nothing. come on, I'm calling bluff. Come on, give me some. This podcast that is, on a, <laughs> is, is on a backbone of shit talk. It stands on a backbone of shit talk. You will not leave this living room without come on give us a little bit of, like there must have been someone that went in there did someone have body odor no did somebody fart no apart, apart from me no <laughs> nothing like no and like uh, have... lateness who was who oh. was perversely late that pissed you off no come one on. pissed me off all right but i did run into some lateness fuckers a lot of lateness so i had to kind of change things up and not book people back to back. I'll stop digging. I'll <laughs> stop digging. Who surprised you in any way? Like who, who was it? Natalie who? McMaster was there before me. I'm always at least a half an hour oh, yeah. early. Yeah. She was there even before me. She called me and she said, "We're here." I'm like, "Shit, I'm on the highway." <laughs> is um is Amanda Palmer in uh, in the book or not? No. Because you, you photographed her in the past, but she, backstage, not. I've photographed her three times now. Three times already. Yes, wow, that's nuts. And now I call her my friend. Yeah. Um, and cool. she's amazing. But when she was here the last time, now having a baby, yeah, and an extremely oh, busy, busy okay. time, she yeah. just did not have the time okay. to come. But I, Aww. I really, really hoped that she would be in this book. But she's well, in my women's series. She's so. in your circle, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, who else? Uh, like, who are some other artists that you photographed? Yeah, I'll tell you the as... one person that I really wanted to photograph that I didn't get to photograph yeah, was Gord Downey. Oh yeah, 
he was from the beginning yeah one of those he was the one person that I really really wanted to have in this series wow. and that makes me sad that he's not there but mm. I understand why now um, yeah the yeah. timing is just not right yeah and that's heartbreaking um, but he is the one person that I really had hoped I would have in the series wow. yeah that's not I mean it's nice it's nice to hear you say that yeah. that, 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 that would have been charming to have that right? yeah. yeah but I mean there's so many other there's so many other people and it was really really important for me to not I didn't want to do like an A-lister yeah yes yes I didn't yes. want well, that hence the hence the, the the managers and the weasels coming at you saying uh, yeah you know and yeah. I didn't want that I mean basically everybody that I asked I found how to get to them and ask them I didn't want to be going through people's management just a human to human interaction beautiful here's Good what I'm doing you. and Good I'm going to be sending you some photos from this shoot for you to use and I would really love to have you in this series there were a few managers I had to go through yeah. and it was and there was no issue at all it was yeah. it was great um, so yeah I just I, I really wanted it to be me asking you yeah. on a personal level and there were people that were like following people's schedules, people that were coming from out of town. Yeah. You know, like there are, I think, um, seven American musicians that are in this series. Wow. Wow. And I had somebody say to me, Oh, damn, Canada's 150th. Too bad your book's not just Canadians. Maybe you should consider taking the Americans out. I'm like, Maybe you should consider fucking off. <laughs> and, a, and a tumbleweed rolls by. I'm yeah. not going to, absolutely not going yeah. to do that Thank because. You. Thank you. Lisa. They're in the series, but I mean, there's, and I and the people that are that are American, I love them, yeah. and you yeah. know, there's two people in there. One of them has become a great friend of mine, mm-hmm. and there's also a person in that book that's passed away. Wow. And that was heartbreaking. That is that the only person. In the that only book person. Right wow. Wow. Yep. So the book's dedicated to him. Oh. Yeah, and yeah. I really hope that I can get in my car with a copy of that book and drive to North Carolina to give his wife a copy. Isn't that something? I wrote the piece that I is in the book and I yeah. sent it to her. Yeah. And I said, this is what I want to put in the book and I'd really like your input. And she loved it. And she's just so thankful that this book is dedicated to Paul Ford. Wow. And yeah. It How was did you connect with, with Paul Ford? Through um, Andrea Romolo actually oh, yeah. told yeah. me about Jonathan Bird coming to town. Uh-huh. Jonathan Bird and the Pickup Cowboys. And they showed up at the Great Hall with no instruments. And I was like, um, you guys are supposed to bring instruments for the shoot. What yeah. you play? So they left in a cab uh-huh. and left Paul there. And he played the upright bass. And he stayed behind because they didn't all need to go. And <sighs> we had the best conversation. And when he left, he said, we're friends. And I fell in love with him. He was the most humble, kind man. Wow. And we talked about Johnny Cash and we talked about Toronto and it was just fabulous. And wow. when I heard that he was sick, I was heartbroken. It was just the saddest thing. And I talked to his wife through his whole illness with cancer. And wow, wow, wow. So I'm glad the book's dedicated to him. This thing runs deep. It does. This thing runs deep. It does. You know, like driving down the street with Albert Lee in my car. Huh. <laughs> Holy shit. You know, like who gets to do this stuff? Are you a pretty, like I, are you a fairly, or a religious person? No, spiritual say? person. A spiritual person. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. I, I am. Mean, it's, 
I, I, you know, that, that one thing pops into my mind where people say, um, everything happens for a reason. And then there's those other people that say, that's fucking bullshit. I hate when people say that bad things. Like, why do you deserve to have this happen to you? Um, and I don't know that I necessarily believe that, but a part of me believes maybe a little bit of it Yeah. that I look at my life and I look at the way that I've been my entire life, even when I was an asshole drunk, Yeah. I was still putting other people before me and I've always been that person. I've always been, and I'm not tooting my own horn here, but it's just always been so important for me to give back, like I said, and to do for other people. And someone said to me, look what's happening now. Yeah. You've been doing this your whole life. And now it's like you're... It's a beautiful kind of... It's all coming together. Yeah, yeah, and now yeah. these people are all here and they're all part of this. And look how beautiful that is. And you deserve this now. I couldn't have said it better. Amen to that. Yeah. Like, uh, super excited for you and what's coming. Me too. It's October. Hey? is going to be here before you know oh, it. It's yeah. like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So now we've done the layouts for two weeks. And my lovely daughter-in-law is designing the book. And she's what a graphic a great designer. You, yeah. So you're having so this is a family. This is a fun time. Yeah. To be jamming with her. It's not work for her or you. I mean, it, it's it's certainly work. Yeah. But it's a it's a way to further connect on yeah. that. Oh, that's nice. So it's is that been, is that what she does? Is yeah. She's well. It's not her. It's not her job. Yeah. Her day job. But yeah. she is a graphic designer. Wow. Great. great. And great. you know, so for the last two weekends, we've sat with all of your lovely faces yeah. on my dining room table. <laughs> All 220 of you staring back at us going, holy shit, how do we figure this out? Let's start in the middle and work our way out. And grouping people together, like people that play together, people that are in the same label. Oh, wow. People that play similar music. music. It's And then looking at it all and putting it all away. You were all in baggies. (laughs) Groups of baggies, (laughs) pictures. I printed everybody's picture out. Yeah. And um, and then we revisited it last weekend and uh-huh. put everybody out again and we moved a few people around and then it felt right. So now she's actually designing it now. And me, yeah, you know, I learned a valuable lesson through all of this too is if you're a photographer, yeah. always have a model release. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't. I mean, in fairness to you, if you're a, if you're if you predict the future, sure. But you didn't you didn't know what the hell was coming. Eighty five photos in you still didn't know I know but that it was a book until you broke a hundred right yeah or... and then what was my excuse for the next 120 <laughs> yeah so here Fair I had enough. to send out a model release to yeah. 220 yeah. people and say industry tactics listen up man yeah, don't please... fucking fall asleep at the wheel here yes please sign this I don't care how you do it I don't care if you have to photograph it with your phone and send it back to me but please yeah. do it yeah. if you don't do it I can't put you in the book legal schmeagel because that would be the last thing I would need is for someone to come back and say, I didn't okay that. Yeah, yeah. We talk about this beautiful organic project, uh, oh. all of this beauty, and then all of a sudden. Oh, my God. Imagine that legal schmeagel. Yeah, my stomach yeah. just turns at the thought of that. So yeah. I have yeah. them all signed, and there's just, out of all of you that are in this, there's only one person that declined. Please don't sue. Yeah, no, Being in great. the book. He doesn't want to be in the book, so he's out. Huh. And that's okay. Yeah. What does his name rhyme with? Um, anyway, Lisa, <laughs> it's been an absolute honor to have. We're gonna now we're gonna hit stop and we're gonna eat 
cookies, but before we and do, grapes. are there any uh, last industry tactics that you'd like to, to share with our gentle listener, all three of our gentle listener? All three. We love you, listener. Mm. We thank you, at Industry Tactics on Twitter. Yes. Um, uh, you know what? I don't know that I want to add anything. You've it's, done a great. You've done a great little share here. It's been you? great, and this was a good uh, jumping-off point for me because yep. now I have. I'm going to be doing a interview on Jazz FM. Yeah. And I'm going to be doing an interview on News Talk 1010. Yeah. And I have to start reaching out to some newspapers yep. once I have the concert stuff. Yep. Kind of more when yep. we know who's going to be playing yep. and as, whatever as and i can shapes. start announcing that yeah. then yeah. Good, good, i'll good. be hitting the ground running and starting to do more social media and getting it out there and start asking you guys to start pushing it anything you need and uh and uh so look out for it october 14th at the great hall save that date now yes. if you can because it's going to be we're going to fill that that hall and and save october 13th too because it's a special day for yours truly the release of the great blue heron at the heliconian club in toronto so it's oh, going to be a beautiful friday night saturday night for perfect me weekend yeah it really that's is. awesome it really is cool god bless you and goodbye thanks rich bye Thanks for sharing, Lisa. So many exciting stories f- filling that book, Music Makers. comes out October 14th. Uh, and go to that show, support Lisa, buy the book. It's on the night of October 14th at the Great Hall. She's got a, an excellent lineup that she'll be announcing soon of musicians, uh, many whom, of whom are in that book uh, that are going to help bring that night to life. I'm just honored to be, uh, to, to be one of the over 200 musicians in that book. So... Lisa, thanks for having me along for the ride, and uh, we'll see you again next time on Industry Chactics.